Hey, Lizards, Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in May and June, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got Hoyo de Monterey Double Coronas, Partagas Aliados, H. Upman Half Coronas, and Monte Cristo Open Eagle. And for New Worlds, we've got Davidoff, Winston Churchill, and Bellicoso, Diamond Crown, Julius Caesar, TAA Shark, 2023, Liga Pravada, T-52 in Corona Viva, and Davidoff, Late Hour in Robusto, with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizardspod.com. All right, boys, let's talk about our presenting sponsor, Fabrica 5. Oh, yeah. It's a handcrafted and artisan story with the strong foundation of Rob Isla from Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame with Hamlet Paredes, Master Blender, and Cuban Cigar Legend. Love you, Rob. They're already fantastically priced, but exclusive to Lizard listeners, they can get 10% off Con Anazo 5-packs and 25-count bundles starting right now. Using code LIZARDN6. That's coupon code LIZARDN6. What is Carlos Alto says it? <laughs> <laughs> you can get worldwide free shipping as well on all orders over $125 US. The website is Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. That's right. The more you buy, the more you save. Exactly. And it's important to note, boys, the Cononazo is the same size. Siglo 6. Siglo 6. Can't wait exactly, to try it. From Cohibo. Oh, yeah. These cigars are crafted and refined by feedback from a hard-nosed tasting panel the FOH community, and customers. That's How hard-nosed were you on that TV yeah. panel? <laughs> yeah. I was pretty hard-nosed. You know, you are an elite insider. <laughs> right. did, did you retrohail? I just want to make sure you did. <laughs> you can literally jump on the FOH forum right now and post detailed reviews that go straight to the powers that be. And you can tell Gizmo every <laughs> note that you got that he didn't Correct. from the retrohail. And Gizmo <laughs> likes to get calls at 2 a.m. in bed. <laughs> Be part- <laughs> Become part of the FOH community today. Fabrica 5 is direct from the farm in Honduras to your hand, and they ship out of Miami, so there's no customs nightmare, which is awesome. That's awesome. Oh, Pagoda, you're safe. <laughs> Fair enough, you know. <laughs> Again, use code LIZARDN6, all one word, no space, for 10% off Cononazo, five packs, and 25-count bundles starting right now at Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. Free shipping on orders over $125 US. Must be 21 years of age or older to order. Fabrica 5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards Podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo, and tonight I'm joined by Rooster, Grinder, Senator Pagoda, and Bam Bam. And our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some whiskey, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your 35th official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke a New World cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. We discuss Aging Room's unique brand, our favorite products for smoking outside in the summer, and Senator recaps his trip to Greece, all among a variety of other things for the next hour. So sit back, get your favorite drink, Light up a cigar and enjoy as we pair six-year-aged Whistlepig Piggyback Rye Whiskey with Aging Room Quattro in Espressivo. A Nicaraguan Robusto tonight on the pod, the Aging Room Quattro. It's called Espressivo. And it is a beautiful box-pressed cigar, uh, double-banded with the Aging Room band and then the orange Nicaraguan band on it. I'll tell you guys, Senator mentioned this before we came yeah. on. It smells amazing. Yeah, it is a chocolate bomb. Chocolate bomb. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really, really nice. It's beautifully constructed. Yeah, I mean, it certainly gives me uh, high expectations for the flavor of this thing. Mm. And given we could talk about it, that it was uh, its sister cigar was rated number one a few years ago in Cigar yeah. Aficionado. Right. Uh, and yeah, it's 20, had a lot of hype around it. Yeah, it's had a, had a lot of hype around these What's cigars. What's the Vitola on? I'm not sure. It's, what a, it. it's a torpedo. Okay. Yeah, it's a torpedo. Okay, yeah. So this is the Robusto uh, in the same line, same blend. Um, yeah, and I'm very excited. So let's cut this thing. See, we're getting on the uh, cold draw here. I feel like this is a slightly shorter Robusto. Yeah, it's listed as a, a Robusto. I also saw that it was called the Parejo. A box okay. press Parejo, but it is because uh, an exclusivo is definitely a little longer than this. It, it's five inches by fifty. This cigar. Okay, maybe the exclusivo is what, five, five and a half. And a half I think. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think so. So I've seen a couple different things. It's listed most places as a robusto. It's a Nicaraguan puro. 
All aspects of the cigar from Nicaragua. Getting a floral uh, on the dry note. Really? Yeah, cold draw. I'm not getting floral. I'm getting dried fruit. Yeah, dried fruit. Yeah. That's I, a negative. I'm, I'm definitely getting floral. <laughs> Thank you, Rooster. No, oh, yeah. no floral. Little floral. <laughs> a lot of dried fruit, little floral, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. It tastes, it tastes like springtime. It does. And the draw is wide open for me. How's your draw, guys? Fantastic. Good. That's great. Great draw. Yeah. Wide open. Mm. Yeah, it's very nice. Cool. I'm, you know, this, this is a uh, very confusing brand. We could talk about it for me, but let's light this thing first. I'm very <laughs> confused by this. I'll tell you in a second. Okay. <laughs> I'm very confused by the Aging Room brand. Um, but yeah, boys, let's light this thing. The Aging Room Quattro Nicaragua Espressivo, a 50 ring gauge by five inch cigar. And like I said, it's a Nicaraguan Puro. Do you remember what you paid for this? I do. I paid higher retail. I paid about twelve seventy five for each of these. Okay. Uh, but you can get them, you know, find them on the internet about eight fifty a stick, nine dollars a stick, um, if you're buying in bulk. But I supported uh, supported my uh, local tobacconist and picked these up for tonight. Wide open draw. Yeah, man. Yeah. Same. Smoke is pretty velvety, I have to admit. Definitely could taste the Nicaraguan on the light. Mm-hmm. Ooh, great combustion. Yes. Mm. Oh, chocolate. Yeah. Yeah, rich, woody. But not like, yeah, like, like, a, like a deep, dark Yeah, It's got cocoa. Rich, rich flavor, yeah. It's not blowing me away on the light, I got to tell you. Oh, I love it. I, love it. Like I, it? I think yeah. it's satisfying on the light. Yeah. Smell the aroma that's coming off the smoke. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, tasty. Just get really like I think Grinder was saying, like just really rich, deep cocoa notes throughout this cigar. The, the the what did you call this? The line burn or something before the line? Yeah, the at the burn line. The aroma slash burn line is really unique to me. Like I don't I don't something that I don't smell. Yeah, there's definitely something different frequently. coming off of it. Yeah, yeah. I want to say it's kind of padrone like, but it's also very much not. Mm. No, I. I Look, we, we say nothing compares to Padron, and, nope. and that's accurate, but it is Padron-like. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, because, you know, you have the similarities between the Nicaraguan tobaccos. I mean, sure. this is a puro, yeah. puro Nicaraguan. Right. So. The construction is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Combustion. I mean, this, this, the Dark seams are, are basically wrapper. invisible. Is the binder, filler, and wrapper all Nicaraguan? Yeah, it's it's, all, it's okay. all Nicaraguan. Yeah. Comes in a, a bright orange, and when I say bright orange, I mean... Like Red ha- orange box. Ha- Halloween orange yeah. box That's of unique. 20 cigars. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, the Torpedo was the number one cigar of the year in 2019, which I saw a lot of people that rave about this thing. I know personal experience from Senator. You can say it. Yeah. So, look, I, I wasn't excited about reviewing this cigar because the Torpedo I found to be very harsh and, ironically, Aging Room needs age. It just needs age to mellow out uh this on the light is way better already than that torpedo yeah this is smooth so i bought a box of those just before the pandemic or early on into the pandemic and i like this better well you you still had a covid palette at that point maybe well have you (laughs) (laughs) does he still now (laughs) no that was pre having covid before having covid have you revisited the uh the pyramid I, i have not so I, I remember this. I have some that have been sitting for like since that time. Maybe it's worth a like try. Two, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I yeah. think they should be. Maybe they're better with it. They yeah. Probably yeah. Try, try this on the retro hail, guys. Yeah, I the have. The retro hail is like. It's really. It's great. It's chocolatey. Mm. You know, it's funny you mentioned retro hail because we haven't talked about this. I don't think it lent, but I did get an email from a listener once and I just replied and kind of explained it. But the listener asked, what does it mean? Just don't spill another drink, Pagoda. <laughs> I just got a new phone, and I just don't know how it bloody works. It's ridiculous. There's, well, there's a little on the iPhone. On the side. There's a little button. <laughs> the normal button. It, oh, it's on the side. Oh, the side. Oh, Every there, iPhone. There. The left side. The left side. There's a little. No, no, not the volume. There's yeah. a little mechanical button. Yeah. That oh, you switch Lord. to silence the phone. Got oh it. my lord. Oh, <laughs> Listen, Gizmo's you learn something new every day. You learn something new every day. Don't edit this. You learn something new every day. Pagoda has met the iPhone. <laughs> I'm technologically years, 15 talented. 15 years later. Wait, did you, did you go from an Android? No, no. I've, I've always had an iPhone, but I had the one with the... 
I had an iPhone 8 where you would press that button. Uh, oh right. And now there's no more button. And like, I'm like, I just, just established there's still I'm a still, fucking button. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> the same button in the same place as 2007. I'm, I'm still confused. <laughs> anyway, retro hell. Yeah. So back to the retro hell. So I, uh, I had a listener email saying, hey, you guys mention the retro hell all the time. What the hell is that? And I just sent an email back. But as someone, you, you often mention the retro hell. That's, that's how that? I smoke cigars. So, so I, talk I, to us about that. And briefly. I, I retro hell every time I smoke cigars. That's, you know, depending on the cigar, sometimes I won't retro hell enough or, or I will retro hell too much and I'll get a little sneezy because it really kind of overwhelms your, your nasal passages. But basically, you take it in your mouth and you release the air out of your nose. Mm. And it takes, you know, I've, I've encountered like, former cigarette smokers who just can't do that. They can't help it. They immediately goes into their lungs. But you just have to kind of push it out um, and blow it out out of your out of your, you know, real out of your nose. Hmm. And the, you know, the idea behind it is that there's so many other sense receptors in your nose that, you know, you're tasting when you taste a cigar, you're tasting it on your lips, you're getting the Cuban twang, you're getting whatever, you know, is on the you know the the wrapper if it's oily or not blah 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 and then obviously in the in when you first inhale take it into your mouth there's flavors there and then there's a finish and that's all well and good but when you retrohale it's just like another level of taste and it's like a tertiary taste receptor and it's fantastic because you get so so many different levels of of taste in a cigar and for me the retrohale is always the best way so when you uh, when you draw your cigar, right? Uh, how often are you pushing it out through your nose when you're smoking a cigar that you enjoy? The ninety ninety percent of the time. So you're all you're often pushing it out through yep. your nose. Because I just did it and on this cigar specifically. I do it maybe once or twice a cigar. Um, on this cigar, I'm definitely getting more of a spice bomb through the nose, which is very yeah. it's very satisfying. It's I, very I, good. I like to do the combo where you retrohale and out of your out of your mouth, hmm. and you get you know. I will admit, I retrohale more on a Cuban than a New World cigar. Yeah. And yeah. Why is that? Well, I, because they're not as harsh yeah. as the New World. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, I would agree. That's really it. Yeah. I, think you're, I think that's spot on. Yeah. My allergies don't help, man. That's why I can't <laughs> do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Makes not, you sneeze. Not everybody can retrohale, right? Uh, I mean, is it? it takes, I think, I think yeah, anatomically I think, everybody can, but I think the... It takes practice. It, it, yeah, it takes practice, and, and you have to learn how to do it. You're yeah, right. I mean, it, it's not always easy. I mean, honestly, when, when I have retrohale, it's always by accident. <laughs> I'm serious. I, I, like, I can't do it on demand. I'll just be smoking right. a cigar. I'm like, oh, wow, that just came out of my nose. Yeah. And you just get a, you know, different notes out of that. Yeah. Sometimes so. it comes out of my ears. <laughs> What's going on here? I'm, I'm, really, I'm really digging this cigar, though. This is really good so far, yeah. i got to say. Yeah. This is nothing like that torpedo. This is it really very is. enjoyable. It's a different start. cigar. It's a different cigar. You know, that's cigar. so funny you say that because it's the same blend. It is. Yeah. But that's I mean, every cigar we say. Different yeah. shape. Like there's a reason that you know we love the Exclusivo, and not that there's anything wrong with the other Vitolas of the '64. Don't forget Patron the Millennium. The but yeah, the Millennium between a Toro and a Pyramid, it's yeah. a, it's a totally I'll different experience. I only spoke the Pyramid. That's it. Really is. But, but I wonder if the blend, if they change the blend, it's unlikely because with the no. size, I mean, they're using different uh, on yeah, Padron. You know, on Padron, they do proportions of uh, different leaf, but right? Even when they don't, we, we know this, right? Like the, the proportion of the wrapper to the filler changes based Definitely. on the size. I, I don't and I, I don't think it's linear either. Like when you port, proportion up a cigar from like a Robusto to a Church or, or a Toro, I don't think you just be like, okay, 10% of this leaf, 20% of that, and 30%, whatever it is, and then be like, okay, a bigger size, we're still using 10% of it. I think you, st- you, you, you the right way is to, well, I don't know, I'm not a blender, but certain tobaccos have more rich flavor and maybe you keep that one at 10% or something like that. And you know, that, that ratios don't, you know, they change and simply just keeping that ratio static across the different Vitolas, maybe that's not the right way to go or that's maybe what they want to do and change it entirely. Who knows? Yeah. And I think the other thing that must be considered too, especially, you know, maybe when you're going from a Robusto to a Churchill, the person who's sitting down to smoke that Churchill is committing quite a bit more time than a Robusto smoker, maybe double. Yeah. So, you know, you, you have to take them on a little bit longer of a journey. Right. So that may contribute to it, too. Yeah. There's not so much of a difference between this and, I would say, the time commitment in that torpedo that got number one that you guys were talking about, right. not, not really enjoying. But, you know, that, that could play into it as well. I, you know, I'm not quite sure. But apparently this is 
uh, a very similar blend to the the sister cigars in this in this line. It so. could also be personal preference, right? Because I realize a lot of uh, the people I know who love Toros, right? Um, like late hour, uh, I know I love the Robustos and I love the Churchill. I'm not a big fan of the Toros, but the guys who love the Toros still prefer the Toros yeah. to the other two uh, Vitolas. So uh, it could be personal preference. I, I, I don't know what really drives that. Uh, but I think among our group, it seems like we tend to uh, prefer similar size cigars. Well, I think in the U.S. market, the people prefer a bigger ring gauge. So I think there's more Toros maybe being sold here than uh, in the in European Europe. market. Mm-hmm. Fair enough, yeah. Yeah, I, but I, again, just going back to my point, I think for every cigar, there is a Vitola that smokes best. Agreed. It's just the perfect balance or ratio of wrapper to filler. And on some cigars, that's a smaller ring gauge. On others, it's a larger ring gauge. You know, like we don't smoke a ton of Toros or a, a ton of 54 ring gauge sticks, but like the Partagas E2, whatever they do with that cigar, like at that large ring gauge, it's perfect. Yes, it it's is. It's a great smoke. There are many other cigars I just don't say the same thing about in that same size. So I'm what I've learned already just from you know being a quarter of the way through this cigar, the aging room, I think, smokes way better in a smaller ring gauge um, at this Robusto than it does that Torpedo That's at right. a bit of a larger ring gauge. That's right. Yeah. The smoke output on this is really great. The room is yeah. foggy. Yeah. And, yeah. and the burn is perfect. Burn yes, is it yeah. is. I can't believe it. Yeah. This, this flavor profile is like... It, it kind of brings me back to like, you know, when I first started smoking cigars and like the summer, this is a good summer cigar. Yeah. And it's yeah. not, it's not that heavy. It's not like I, I could smoke this in the daytime. That's true. You can smoke Agreed. this in the morning. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not, the strength isn't there. Like you would typically get from like Nicaraguan uh, cigars. So this, I can see this with a, I mean, probably go great with coffee. Do you remember, Espresso, coffee. do you remember the El Senador that we smoked? Yeah. I could kind of compare it to that a bit. I, I can't. I, I mean, uh, so I'm a going a similar place. Yeah. I think this is Padron-like. Like, mm. I'm going to stand by this. The same way I said this El Senador is Padron-like. Yes, it is. Nothing will ever be a Padron. But similar flavor profiles, and exactly, I love how Rooster described, these are full-flavored cigars. But they're not strong. Not heavy. You could smoke this in the afternoon and get a ton of flavor, but not a nicotine rush or buzz or anything like that. And um, I that's very much in, I think, a lot of our yeah. wheelhouse. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm pleased so, so far. It's impressive so far. And the smoke is very velvety. And, uh, you know, for the price point, I mean, yeah. I think this so far it's been uh, yeah. behaving well. I think, I think the word Bam Bam just used was velvety, and that is... I think that's so that's a great word for it for this. Yeah, it's a velvety the way even just holding it, the look of it, the smoke, the draw is fantastic. The burn is pure. I mean, yeah, and I love the band on this, like the orange really pops on a dark it does. cigar. It yeah, it does. looks great. It's you true. know, the, the black band and then the orange, it really you know, it sticks out. So I, I mentioned as we came into this that the aging room brand confuses me. And it's because um, there's so many different kinds. And what I've learned, so the founder of, of the line is a guy named Rafael Nadal. No relation to the tennis player, spelled differently. But um, so this guy, what's interesting about his story, you know, not only he had a music career and then he went into healthcare and then he decided to get into cigars. But what's interesting about him is unlike the other guys that have had similar, you know, Rocky Patel, you know, Pete Johnson, other guys that have... have started uh, cigar brands recently or fairly recently, he doesn't have his own factory. He doesn't have his own team of people. He pairs up with other manufacturers to jump in and create aging room cigars. That's not that uncommon, though. Like, for example, like most, tato- of, most, of, the cigar, most yeah. of the cigars that Rocky makes are not made by him. But aren't Most they of made the cigars in, in the market are made by... But aren't know, they made in one consistent factory? No, no, no. What, what differs... Rafael Nadal, is that he did not have a cigar background. He, I mean, he did uh, come here from Cuba like 40 years ago, but he got into the music business and he yep. did something else. Yep, so he wasn't really a cigar guy per se. I mean, a lot of the other guys like were in the cigar field, 
and they got into you know production of cigars, whether they rolled it or have somebody else roll it. Uh, yeah, but what what's interesting specifically about this this brand is that he pairs like this one is made by AJ Fernandez. So what he does is he'll pair up with different manufacturers and different factories. So each of the aging rooms oh, are ma- made in different oh, I see factories. What you're I see ah. what you're like different, like, you know, Pete Johnson, I think all of his stuff is made in... Um, Jamie Garcia's... Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Pepe, uh, Pepe Garcia. Yeah, Garcia's factory. Aging room is just, uh, it's like a, like a strategic uh, <laughs> partnership. Well, it's, Could it's, be not, it's not vertical integration. Yeah, it's not and vertical it integration. So he's, so he's, he's, he's uh, you know, he has different suppliers that, that manufacture the cigars. I'm sure he's very intimately involved in the selection of the tobaccos. Yeah. Well, typically um, he doesn't grow his own tobacco, so he has to yeah, he's, go to a source. So he, he is a, he's, he's, market, he's a marketing company, yes. but with high standards. Yeah. I'm, I don't know anything about Aging Room. I'm just assuming that's probably the, the model he's going for. But who's blending this? Yeah. So I this think, is A.J. Fernandez. Okay. So AJ, AJ blended this? Yes, blended and they manufactured. So then it's a purely pure marketing play. Yep. I'm just surprised. I mean, just hearing if A.J. Fernandez blended this, I mean, A.J. Fernandez blends a zillion cigars, right? His name is on everything. And we've smoked a number of them. And I can't say I'm a huge fan of A.J. Fernandez blended cigars. I, 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 I can't even name one that I would regularly smoke. This is very good. It is. And this specific... Uh, partnership with AJ Fernandez, like we said, won Cigar of the Year three yeah, years I, ago. Yeah. I don't think AJ's ever gotten like as high rankings for any of the cigars he's manufactured as he has with with uh, Aging Room. I yeah, know. I think you're right, and I, you know, it's it is pretty, it's pretty impressive that that uh, Nadal, you know, said I want to make a a cigar brand. Went out, found these manufacturers, partnered with them, and has created a blend that has become very successful in the market yeah yeah this is this is quite delicious and i want to revisit the um cigar of the year the pyramid yeah and you have a few of those yeah. from a few years ago it's called the maestro maestro yeah. by the way. i would love to try one of those yeah. and see what it's like yeah tomorrow morning you got it <laughs> <laughs> so look at the construction on this the ash is really holding well it really is it's about an inch long mm-hmm. yeah i mean know. what does this look like right now in everyone's hand it's a padron yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, like a padron. That's, uh, look i i, I it, it's crazy it's impressive that they're able to come even in the same conversation as the padron. so now here's a question if you have a padron and you have this laying one next to, another, to each other which what are you grabbing well, we know the answer. Well, take, right. I'll, I'll take, I'll take the band, right. Right. take the band does, off, and smoke this, and say it's a padrone. Is this a? Um, <laughs> does it have a like? We've aged this for how many years? Or something? I don't believe there's an age statement. No, which you would think with the name uh, that it would come with that, but th- there is no, no specific and, age statement that and, I've seen. And that's also why the name's bullshit. Because I'm telling you, if you have that torpedo, this exact cigar in a torpedo, young, I, or They'll claim aged. It's not aged. It is so harsh. Yeah. I mean, nowhere. I really remember just in the back of your throat, you just feel like this cigar desperately needs time. And this is not like that. So I, I just have to think that maybe by getting more of the wrapper, um, it does it a lot of favors. So I, this I, is a 52 ringgit 50, or 50? 50 by So five. the pyramid is a 52. Really. Yeah, by six and a half, I think. I get that a lot with AJ cigars, though. Like the harshness, and I probably smoke more than more AJ's smoke more AJ's than you guys or have. Yeah, what else is AJ known for? <sighs> what doesn't he? Um, so he started, he started working exclusively through Cigar International, and that's where he kind of built up his brand. And he he made a, a few different brands for for CI that that gained a lot of traction. And then when people realized how talented this guy was, everyone was flooding to him to like do partnerships. So like. He did one with everyone under the sun, Romeo and Juliet, Monte Cristo, all the legacy Cuban brands. And then everyone, everyone and their mother came to him and said, you know, let's do a, a blend together. Does he do the Monte white label? No. No. He does Monte by Monte Cristo. Thank you. That's, he just that's re- a decent steak. The did white, he just the recently white. released the Ramon Ionis uh, yeah, he New did. World? He did. And did you try that? Uh, I did, and I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the, the, I guess the Ramon Ionis by AJ Fernandez. Apparently, there was some story that I think it was his father, right? AJ Fernandez's father's yeah. favorite cigar was Cuban Ramon Ionis that we all know and love. 
And so I think in honor of his dad, he attempted to make a new world Ramon Ionis for the brand. And I did not enjoy that cigar. I think, I think it's impossible, honestly, to try to replicate Cuban tobacco, anything out of Cuba with a Nicaraguan, you know, terroir and soy, you know, everything about Nicaragua. 100%. And the funny thing is when I tried that cigar, I didn't going in, I didn't go in expecting at all for that cigar to taste like a Cuban. I expected it to taste like a new world, but hopefully just be enjoyable like this is, is so far. And just using new worlds as a benchmark, nothing about that cigar was enjoyable to me. This is a great stick so far. I got to say, yeah, yeah, I was just yeah. about to say that. We're Surprising. about a quarter of the way in. I'm really enjoying this. Yep. I'm a getting surprise. a saltiness right yes. now out of it. Yeah. This is shockingly really yeah. good. And I'm, I'm getting in. raisin on the back end. And it, yeah. it, 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 you, you said velvety. It's, it's, it's yeah. very, um, coats your mouth. Yeah. Oh, it, it the, the coating of your mouth is really nice and it's not harsh at all. Yeah. My mm. ash is almost up to the yeah, orange band. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, look at that. And I love the shape. Yeah, yeah. Great shape. Feels good in the hand. I, 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 I'm going to go back to my statement earlier. This is going to be, this is, this is a great summer cigar to pull out now, uh, and just smoke late at night on your deck watching TV, just like, zone, you know, vibing out by yourself. On the Rover? On the Rover. On the Rover. <laughs> on the Rover. <laughs> How great is the Rover? Oh. We game, all have game, a Rover. Game changer. The Rover right? is a lifestyle. The Rover is a lifestyle, as Puba has said. Yeah, thanks, for, thanks to Puba for introducing us to So uh, we, we have to tell the Rover's story. Yeah. yeah. So let's explain it. And the credit goes to Puba. And Puba, I think, first told me about, the, I'm, I'm certain, actually, first told me about this, and then this spread like wildfire. So... Prior to owning a proper rover, you guys would come over sometimes. We'd have a fire pit out in my yard, and I would just have like a table that I put a TV on so we could watch sports while we're smoking around the fire. The good old days. And Puba one time, he says to me, he's like, Senator, you're a rover. I was like, what the hell does that mean? He's like, you're a rover, and you don't even know it. (laughs) I'm like, again, what does that mean? And he's like, you have to get this thing called the rover. It's basically a TV stand on wheels. And you can just rove around your yard, your deck, the patio, wherever you want to bring this thing. You just, the TV follows you. And he's like, now you're a rover, but it's stationary, right? Like I had it on just a table, so I can't just easily move this. I got to lift it up everywhere I'm bringing it. And I remember he literally texted me. He's like, if you're not going to buy this for yourself, I'm going to order it to your house. So you have to get one of these. So I'm like, don't buy me one of these things. I'll just, I'll order one and I'll see how it goes. And it, it was life changing. Life changing. I mean, it's unbelievable. Just Anywhere you need this thing to go, it's there. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you have two. I have two rovers. <laughs> two rovers. <laughs> and, and the funny thing is, even, you know, we have friends. and, and I didn't know a, that, by the way. You <laughs> have two. <laughs> <laughs> they've got, they've got uh, just a great backyard, great setup. And um, I remember we had them over for dinner, and they saw the rover for the first time. And it was just out in, like, the corner of my deck. You know, we're eating dinner at a, a table. And... Uh, the, the husband, he's like, what, what is that thing? And it's like so many people have come over. Like They always ask when they see the rover, what is that? And they're like, this is genius. Like I stupidly mounted a TV that you can from some angles in their pool like see, but the fact that you would just be able to move this anywhere around your yard, around the pool, whatever you're trying to do, countless people have come by our, my house, seen the rover and literally bought one on Amazon on the spot. <laughs> They're like $60. They're not expensive. They are life changing. I will forever be grateful to Puba. And as Puba it. said, it's a lifestyle. Yes, it it is. is. It's a lifestyle. It's like, you know, you know, like I said, late night, it's kind of heavy air, but then the cool, you know, it gets cool off at, at night. It's just, you know, smoking a cigar at that time, watching, watching, you know, a ball game or something. It's, it's, it's and it's, and it's easier now to mount those TVs. I mean, imagine yeah. like, you know, like 10 years back, those TVs were so, so heavy. big and heavy yeah. that you couldn't mount those. I mean, now, I mean, you can, one person can lift a 50, 60-inch, 65-inch TV by themselves and just mount it on the rover and just move it around. There, I, there is some protocol on, on the adequate size of... of yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you so, can go yeah. up to 65. So I, this is where we need to return the favor to Puba. Yeah. I mean, I went to his house. And okay. I think, oh, we've all seen yeah, it. Yeah, we've seen it. We've all seen it. <laughs> Have you ever seen the episode of The Office where Michael Scott invites Jim and Pam over <laughs> for dinner? 
and he goes to show he goes to show them his new. I think it's like a, a it's plasma a, TV. It's a plasma TV, and it's and it's built. And he call, he says it's built into the wall, and look, it extends. It extends like two inches. It's about thirteen inches. In in uh, it's about thirteen inches long. And then he just stands in front of it. <laughs> it's so awkward. And Puba, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but it's a sin how big his TV is on his ro- his rover. Uh, how little? His t- how yeah, it's is. excuse me. It's it's so tiny. It's it's atrocious. His rover is bigger than the TV. Yeah, we got to get true. a better my, TV. My, I, I can't. I, I mean, I can't speak because my the TV I have on my rover right now is also inadequate. I need to kind of level so up. I'm going to recommend. I think that the optimal rover size is 55 inches. Agreed. And I will say this to all listeners who are considering roving: we're going to need to find a way to like send out the link to this rover because truly everyone. We'll, I put, mean, we'll put the link below. I'll put the, I'll put the link in the description. I, I mean, truly, let, let's just go around. Right, Rooster has a rover. Grinder has a rover. Um, Gizmo has a rover. I have a rover. And I think that somehow Pooba has a rover. Yeah, Bam has a rover. I think Bam. somehow Bam, Bam, does not, does not have Bam and Pagoda have not yet. Bam ordered out his eight trade. months ago. He's waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. Damn. It's coming. Bam's waiting for the electrician to come and wire yes. the, the string lights first. For two and a half grand. <laughs> But seriously, the vast majority of us have this rover. Yeah. So Pagoda this is, needs one. Pagoda, you, you could get one on yeah, the deck. You could put it yeah, on your actually, deck. we've been talking about it. So, uh, but uh, my wife is worried about the aesthetic. So right now she's going to. No, the aesthetic is fantastic. I, it looks great. I know. Fantastic. I, I, I understand. I, she hasn't seen one <laughs> yet. <laughs> but it's, I also. It's like I need approval from her, you know, just to carry on. But oh, to, oh, my Lord. To, <laughs> oh, my Lord. But, but to your point. I mean, even my wife thought I was crazy when I first bought one of these. She's like, why would you possibly need this ridiculous thing to put a TV on? And as soon as she saw it, like out on the deck, the number of times, like we'll want to watch tennis, but like sit outside and we'll just rove around. I mean, it's perfect. But we seriously need to put a link to this for people to be able to buy I this. I will. Yeah, I'll put, it in, I'll put it in the episode description. The other thing I think is a necessary oh, hold accessory. On, hold, on, hold on. Okay, sorry. Hold on. All right, sorry. I want to get back to the TV size. So I said 55 inches, the optimal TV size. What I need every listener to understand, best value, Roku TVs. You can get a 55-inch Roku for no exaggeration, like 250 to 350 bucks. Awesome. 4K, full smart TV, cheapest, I think, best setup you can have at a good price. Get a Roku TV and a Rover. I'll put and, that link in the description, too. do not spend extra for those TVs that are made for outdoors. Yes. They're like two grand. Yeah. You don't need to do that. I mean, they're... And the picture's not even picture's good. The not that great. The, the glass has to be cover. so thick for that to be yes. able to withstand outdoors. It completely distorts and ruins the picture. I, right. I, leave, I leave mine on my deck, and, and if it's... And after I'm done, if it's going to rain, I put it underneath the... You know the on the overhang, yeah, or I just my deck is right covers. there. I slide it. I have right a out. cover. I just bring yeah. it right in. I have an Amazon Basics cover. It was yeah. eighteen bucks, and it's great. It it actually is built for the rover. Like it has right. a pocket in the back, so you can seal the whole TV. That has a little uh, little pocket for remotes and stuff. And I'll leave it outside with the cover on it. It takes ten seconds to put the cover on. And if I know it's going to like crazy storm or crazy wind, I'll just pull it in the house. Right. But it's on my deck in the summer ninety percent of the time. The other beauty that I discovered in this. Indoor roving, really? Yeah, also, I haven't done I, this. I do. I do the indoor roving. Oh, I love really? hearing that. Yeah, so I the, do the indoor rove because I I'll be working in different parts of the house, and like uh, my office. Sometimes I'll put the rover in my office and I'll have it in the background as I'm like banging out emails and shit. It's phenomenal. Mm, I and haven't it, done that. It roves all over, man. The utility <laughs> for me. So like when I bring this in, if it's going to rain or something, like the family room is right adjacent to the deck. I'll bring it in the family room, and if my wife and I are watching something together that maybe is not my first choice of what I would like to watch, <laughs> and there's like a big sports game on, I'll just have the rover right next to the TV in the family room. I'll have sports going, and whatever show my wife and I are watching, perfect. You're checking all the boxes. Every box. Absolutely. Very nice. Very so yeah, cool. folks, you got to get a rover. I'll put the links to everything in the uh, episode description. The TV, I'll put the Roku TV 55. I'll put the rover and I'll put the uh, the cover. It's just one. It's it's one of the necessary elements of of summer smoking. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and just don't mount a TV on the side of your house or the back of your house. You you, you will have such limited utility. Yeah. With limited that. viewing angle. Yep. You know. 
Yeah, yeah it's nice too. Like you, you know, to your point, when you have, you know, when I'm sitting out there by myself, I have one setup. But when I have people over, I can move it around and I can rearrange the deck so that everybody has a great view of the of the screen and. It's it takes no effort. Yeah, or you have two rovers with two TVs side by side. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> so let's get back to summer smoking in a second. I want to try the uh, Whistle Pig rye whiskey that we have, six year aged. Yep. Let's try this thing, boys. It's not a scotch. It's not a scotch. It's a whiskey. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. I think it pairs well with this cigar. Yeah, it does. I think you need something sweet with a stick like this. Yeah. I think it's very good. Yeah. I agree. I don't reach for uh, rye whiskey a lot, but I, I, I do dig this. I'm curious what Grinder thinks. He's very quiet. I did not like it. <laughs> I don't know. Well, Grindr, You're not a rye guy. I think I seem predisposed to dislike rye. I think, I think I need to like, I think I need to continue on with, you know, it's kind of like the tequila conversations we had i just need to suck it up and keep trying take it down and then i think you need to try to retrohale it <laughs> <laughs> if i could i would so this is six year aged i know they have other they have a 10 year right yep and they have some others have you guys had any other uh, ages had, here I've i had, haven't but i've had the 10 year it's not as sweet as this it's drier mm -hmm. it's nice it's nice the 10 year people are obsessed with yeah it's really quite nice it's very dry. We had a listener write us yeah. suggesting the Whistle Pig 10 year. Yeah. Yeah. So what what does this go for price wise? Do you remember? <sighs> Again, um, I think it was like maybe $67. Okay. Everything. I'm I'm benchmarking everything with 67. At $67. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it could be 76. It stuck out in my mind for some reason. To me, know. this tastes more like a $40. This, yeah, yeah. It's lower. Yeah. It's lower okay. than that. It's uh, $47 on total wine. It was okay. a seven. There you go. Impressive, Gish. Thanks. <laughs> my uh, palate is becoming refined, as you know. Indeed. I think, I think it's well refined. Did we tell the wine story? No. Because that's what just made me think. You, you remember. Wow. We did not tell the wine story. Okay. Can I set this up? Oh, yeah. All right. So we're at the lounge at our clubhouse, and uh, one of our friends there, Brought out some wine, and he's a wine connoisseur. He travels to Napa a lot and other areas. What nice wine collection like Senator has. And he brings out a wine, and he wants Senator to try it without judging it, without knowing anything about it. Blind taste. Blind taste. So here I'm thinking that, you know, Senator's going to call out, you know, is it a cab, is it a Merlot, a Pinot, whatever it could be. This dude not only calls out exactly what it is, he calls out the specific small region of California. What? That the wine was made in. What? So I'll, I'll tell the, the, the note. So basically, he pours this wine, and he won't tell me what it is. I want you to just try it, and you tell me what you think. I smelled the nose of the wine. I said, it's definitely California. He said, correct. I take a sip of it, and I say, it tastes just like Paso Robles. And he doesn't actually know what region in California it's from. So he's then reading the bottle and he goes, holy shit, it's from Paso Robles. <laughs> he's like, how did you know that? I'm like, you got to drink a lot of wine. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, spoiler alert, obviously I've drank a lot of wine. And then later on, we're, we're enjoying it. And he goes, how much do you think this bottle goes for? Take another sip. I said about 60 bucks. Looks it up, 59.99. <laughs> what? We have a sommelier. Yeah, you know, future sommelier. Rank. This validated for me. One of my life goals has become in retirement <laughs> to try to actually like take the psalm test and become a psalm. This validated like I I can do this. Nice. It I'm was I was completely blown away. That's cool. It was very. I mean, you have impressive. to understand in California, right? Like this isn't. First of all, if I would have said it's a Napa wine and it happened to be Napa, well, anybody can guess that. That would have been too easy. Right, Paso Robles is south of Napa. That's a very specific region with a very specific taste. Um, there, there's so many, right? Sonoma, there's Santa Barbara, um, you know, Napa, Stag's Leap. There's so many different places, and it was just very characteristic of that region. And I actually don't particularly love wines from Paso Robles, but this wine was not an insane fruit bomb like most in Paso Robles. It was more balanced, so very much my speed. But um, it, it was it was very encouraging. It gave me a little added motivation. There to, you go. Wow. Yeah, it was it was very impressive. Turn he, off turn off his mic. Now. 
<laughs> He's done. <laughs> That's tomorrow. That's and that is it for us today. <laughs> Your recommendations have all been spot on. So. Yeah, you've never misled yeah. us. So uh, going back to the summer thing, smoking cigars in the summer, you know, I, I think we're getting to that, that point now where, you know, the wind dies down at night, sitting outside having a nice cigar. I mean, there's nothing better. Yeah. There's nothing better. It's the smell of summer to me. Oh, it's yeah. like Pilsner beer and cigars. And Petrocore in the morning after a nice That's view. Right. right after the rain. <laughs> You're not <laughs> wrong. I'm not wrong. Kush boobini bini. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> So do you guys does do you guys prefer in the summertime? Obviously, let's take wind out of the equation, right? Let's assume zero wind. It, would you smoke outside in the summertime? Well, it depends on the humidity. Or inside. The humidity. It really, humidity is your yeah. difference maker. Okay. I mean, it's hard to smoke a cigar when it when it dew points at 90. Yeah. It, the, the cigar changes composition when yeah. it gets that humid. Like yeah. it literally, you're out there for half an hour and you it it. it it, the construction literally changes. Yeah. I, th- I think wind is a bigger factor to me. Yeah. That's I mean, if true. it's if it's not windy, I enjoy a cigar outdoors. I do too. Um, I get you know I would rather smoke one outdoors than indoors. I mean, if it's uh, if there's it's no wind. comfortable out yeah. and it's there's no wind, uh, less you know not a lot of humidity. I mean, I really love enjoy that, that especially yeah. in the morning. Oh. When the sun's uh, sun's out and have a cup of coffee. Great cup of and, coffee. Uh, yeah. yeah. Rooster's a yeah. big big morning really guy. Enjoy yeah. that. Enjoy that. Big morning cigar guy. Yeah. Oh, the which morning I appreciate. Cigar. I morning cigar. Yeah, when, when, when you like, when you get out in the morning, you have that cup of coffee, and you're like, you just fresh off the day, and you're like, let's go kick some ass, and you have that cigar. Yep. Just really hits the spot. Especially now that the summer season's coming, when you make that coffee and you sit in the living room. God, I want a cigar right now. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Let's go right outside and light up. I mean, I think the summer is just so ideal because, first of all, I think the summer is just generally a lot less windy than any of the other seasons. So yeah. there are some summer days or nights where there's some wind that's not ideal where for we cigars. Are. Where we are. But most of the time, it's great. The wind is minimal. It's perfect for a cigar. I think the only question just becomes, like, if it's 95 degrees, do I want to sit there in 95-degree weather and smoke? No. You know, but, but typically in the morning, it doesn't quite get that hot. No, not later. at all. That's so true. Yeah. So not at all. And even lesson. sometimes in the afternoon, the yeah. high is only 80 you know, degrees or 85, and yeah. that's doable. Yes. Yeah, it's even, just when even it creeps today. over that that it gets to not be Yeah, I mean, it hit, it hit like in the 90s today in the afternoon. But in, yeah, yeah, early, pretty early. Yeah. But I had one this morning, and of I course you did. thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> Yeah, I love I love smoking out on my deck. The one problem I have, just because there's a lot of woods around me, I don't know if you guys have this problem, but the bugs kill me. Um, you know, and, and I'm up about 12, 15 feet in the air but on my not, deck. Not so in the All morning. Right. Here's another product that you need. I have a great product. I'm curious what yours is. I also have a great product. Thermosel. That's what I have. Bingo. Yeah, the thermosel. Right, there we go. It's I love great. that thing. It's amazing. It's great. So we're talking about, uh, are we talking about the same thermosel? So with this the is the one. With the butane container. With the butane little thing and go. the blue little discs. Yes. Yes. All right, so the, here's I'm going to put that in the link too. We're going right. to set I everybody up. What does this tell me more? It's about? Okay, awesome. So, <laughs> do you plug it in? No. Okay. It's a little butane tank. Okay. And I'll tell you, I've had the same tank. I mean, the second summer of the same tank. Like yeah, it so, does not burn so through. Right. Yeah, it oh, does mine, not burn through fuel. Quick. I mean, I spent a lot of time. Yeah, that's true. You so smoke it, more outside than I yeah, think than I do. Like a lot. But uh, so what it is is it, it's a little unit that that screws on to the butane tank. And then there's these little uh, uh, rectangular, uh, I want to say a disc or a some, yeah. some, disc a strip. some sort of strip. It's like a mosquito Place. repellent? Yes. yes. Okay. And you, you stick it in, and it, it just, it's not very hot, but it heats up this, this, uh, this uh, disc that has this uh, you know, repellent in it. Right. And it's very subtle. You don't really smell it too much. It doesn't let off a lot of smoke. But I'll tell you, the bugs disappear. Do you it put it on great. the floor or right? No, on the I put table. it right on next to table. me on a table, or I put it on a stool or something next to me, and I don't get bit because I'm very prone. I don't know what it is about my skin when the gnats are out. Like when I'm in Florida, if I don't have that thing, like it's a nightmare What's for me. What's the radius? Like, is it? I think it's like six or ten feet, maybe a little more well, than that. I think that. it's more than that. It could be no, more than it, that. It's a pretty wide radius. Yeah, it works great. Yeah. And so you literally cheap. need like just one of them. My whole deck. Yeah. Sounds great. I have I have a product called the Dynatrap. Oh yeah, and that works pretty well. So that attracts the bugs. Yeah, right. So you well, you kind of have to keep it away from yeah. Your that's what you're supposed property. to do. Keep like it away from keep the it house. away. So that's that blue light, right? 
Yeah, and, it, and, and, and I, I put it like in the other end of the yard away from the deck and right. just to so get them away from the patio. So yeah. I had that and I returned it yeah. because it was attracting a lot of moths and everything else. It does. And not, it does. <laughs> I mean, so when you clean it out, like you're probably killing a lot of the good bugs as opposed to bad bugs. You know, you just want to get rid of the mosquitoes. Essentially, that's what you I'm don't telling want. you, Thermacell, it's Amazon, amazing. Target, so easy to find. It's awesome. Ben, yeah. Ben. So I will, I'll put that in the episode description too. But um, that, I think, is a crucial element to smoking outside. I take it to Florida with me too, which is way worse than it is here in the Northeast as far as bugs go. Um, you know, to, to Bam's point, when I'm in Florida in the summer, because um, I go for some time with family, I actually don't enjoy smoking outside as much as I do when I'm home here because of the humidity it's just so intense at night even um and the bugs are another thing but i get rid of that with the thermocell but you know i think we're fortunate up here that even in a you know july now august um you know when the humidity is not crazy it's really pleasant to smoke outside. oh yeah oh yeah and i you know i i gotta say even in our group here in the lizards i think some of the most memorable nights that we've had are these summer nights outside on the deck i love you karaoke know. with the lizards uh, <laughs> Grinder and I go off. We know. <laughs> if you put on some some sticks or Fleetwood Mac, we just kind of get get oh, a little yeah. yeah, we go off. We go off. But yeah, so it's a, how it's much? A great how time. much is the thermosol? Oh, it's like thirty bucks. Yeah, thirty bucks. And then yeah, the little perfect. refills are actually they, they're not cheap. But yeah, they're not. The, they're the like twenty bucks for yeah. That's actually very. But good it's good. so worth it. It, it. it it's it's the best product. That's out good. There I've been looking for something. Great advice. Uh, just like that. Great advice. For me, it's just so handy. Like we like to entertain like outside a lot. Like during the summer. And, you know, you're having, like, dinner with people, like, it just attracts, like, all these bugs. You put that thing on, you're in the clear the whole night. That's great. I got to tell you, too, I this is very deceptive. I, I forget what brand it is. Um, it may be off or other brands. They sell those citronella candles. So I had purchased them before this thermosuck. Not only do they suck, Senator. But there's, there's one a, that's good, I'll tell you. There's a after. line on a lot of them that says not intended to repel insects like quite literally the it's point a, of it that's exactly what it's for it's like you're buying a canal you know a scented candle it doesn't repel it's like it's not the purpose of it it's it's a little deceptive so, so there don't is, buy candles there is one candle that's fantastic i discovered this either last summer or the one before i've told many people about this they've bought them they have validated the exact same thing it works extremely well you know the brand tiki that makes like the tiki yeah. torches yep yep they make these candles. They're in like a steel canister, really thick, like uh, like wick in the middle. Not that, that's also what I hate about the citronella candles. It's like, candle. it's like a tiny little candlestick wick that, like, the wind blows and it just goes out. This is like a thick, like a torch wick. You light that thing, the bugs go away. Or if they're so stupid, they'll just fly straight in and die. It works <laughs> wonders. That's a good idea too. I haven't tried that one. The only They're ones good. I've had are the shitty they candles. They sell out, though. That's the problem with them. Uh, like, aggressively sell out. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. yeah. Summer smoking, boys. It's here. So, did you, uh, did you see any bugs in Greece, Senator? Yeah, tell us about uh, your trip. Yeah. So, Greece. <laughs> Greece oh, is Greece. a phenomenal place. Uh, so, my wife and I, we went to Santorini last summer, um, had such an amazing time and uh, we knew immediately we wanted to come back to Greece and we said at some point we'll, we'll come back here and uh, fast forward less than a year later uh, we were trying to figure out where to go and uh, sure enough we said now's a better a good a time as any and we went right back to Greece this time we went to Crete um, such a beautiful island um, we stayed at this great place highly recommend the Blue Palace um, near uh, Alunda Beach in, in Crete. And uh, I mean, Greece, I love. I mean, Europe is, is fairly cigar friendly, but uh, I feel like Greece especially, I just love. I mean, last year we went to Santorini. I remember sitting out by the pool and I'm smoking my cigar and I asked the guy for an ashtray. And usually when you're in Europe and you ask for an ashtray, they give you like a cigarette ashtray because so many Europeans smoke cigarettes. And at this hotel, the guy brings out a proper cigar ashtray like any of us have at home. I was like, okay, that's a good sign. And when I was in Crete, sure enough, like they have this great patio uh, that overlooks this uh, island, uh, Spinalonga, and um, every table has an ashtray already on it. I'm just oh, like, man. this is perfect. It's awesome. And that's um, great. the hospitality is just top notch, top notch. I feel like for whatever reason, 
um, you know, people don't assume in Greece that the hospitality would be as exceptional as it is. And it really is the food, obviously great, the wine. Um, I've only more recently, as in like within the last, you know, roughly five years, started drinking white wine. I was exclusively a red wine drinker. My wife, when I met her, was exclusively a white wine drinker. And we've each rubbed off on each other. Now my wife appreciates red wine. I appreciate white wine. And uh, a Certico is a native grape in Greece. Absolutely fantastic. Um, I don't like a sweet white wine. Um, it's very bad. And you guys know my palate with wine at this point. It's very balanced, minerality, um, just really great on a hot summer day. And um, we visited a number. I think the, the best Assertico is made on Santorini. So last year we went, we visited a number of vineyards, um, uh, Domaine Sigala, Santo, and a few others. Domaine Sigalas, their Assertico, if you can find it, awesome. And I know it's great because we have neighbors that are both Greek. And uh, we had them over once for, for drinks and some hors d'oeuvres and stuff. And um, they had brought, I think, an Assertico. And I've had that Assertico. I, don't, I think it's, it's a good Assertico. It's not a great Assertico. And um, I said, well, you know, I have an Assertico. I'd love for you to try it. And uh, both of them tried it. And, and immediately the husband says, Senator Sertico is much better than the Sertico that, that we brought. It, it's really uh, an awesome bottle of wine. So um, I can't speak highly enough of Greece. And at this point, we already know we want to go back so many more times. So um, hopefully I'll be reporting um, in future episodes on <laughs> many other Greek islands, but they're all fantastic. Uh, I cannot recommend visiting Greece enough. I got to say, every photo that you sent yeah. could have been a desktop background Looked or like a postcard. A like incredible. It's amazing. Yeah, just incredible. Every every view you had Beautiful. was just amazing, and Beautiful. it's nice that you know there's a, a D four or Padron or <laughs> in the foreground, a late hour in the, <laughs> in the sitting on a glass of champagne or something. So it was great. I also recommend like I mean the Mediterranean is so beautiful. Like we had um, we had rented a, a boat for uh, sort of like a sunset cruise. Um, the Greeks call it like a kayak, and it's uh, like a sailing sailing boat, a sailing yacht, and. Um, just went out in the Mediterranean and oh my God, it was just so beautiful. Um, uh, there's, there's not a single negative thing you could possibly find about Greece. Did you have a cigar on the boat? I did not. Could, that, you, could you have? Fire oh, on the oh, boat they, is bad, right? Uh, no, no, they would have oh, let me. They, yeah. Are you kidding me? In Greece, they let you do whatever you want. Um, out of respect for my wife, gotcha. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Awesome. I am very envious. I want to go to Greece for sure. Me too. Yeah, we should do a lizard trip there. I'm not even kidding. No, I would love to. And I say that because I think the cigar prices in Greece are much, much more reasonable than almost anywhere in Europe. I mean, you go to like London, Paris, anywhere, and you try to buy a cigar. We've talked about this. A D4, no exaggeration. You'll pay like $40 US. Oof. A Monte 2, same thing. In Greece, I couldn't believe it. The hotel... And these are the, the hotel prices. They, they, they're always double like what you would find in a retail shop that you go in any of these countries. I couldn't believe they had a D4 for 24 euros, which at this point is $24. Wow. The euro and dollar are one to one almost. And wow. so you're, that's at a, a really nice hotel. If we were in some you know, tobacco shop in Greece, that, that means it would have been half that, which is roughly what we get that stuff for online. Right. So I also think for procurement purposes, mm. it would be very good for us to visit Greece and nice. just stock up on a bunch of Cubans. <laughs> I like the way you think. I like it's just that. a 19-hour plane oh, ride, though, right? No, no. So the plane ride <laughs> itself, I mean, JFK to Athens is a, a 9 to 10-hour flight, depending on it. It's quicker when you're going there. It's 9 hours. It's 10 hours when you're going back. You don't have the same tailwind. Uh, but when you factor in like an hour and a half to JFK, right. then you've got to transfer and take a flight from Athens to the island. Uh, and then from there, you know, you have a car take you to the hotel. So all of that is what factors in the extra time. But the flight to Athens is fine. It's just so you, you need like two weeks, at least 10 days. Honestly, I really right. think you need a week. And I just say that because it's like so outrageously relaxing. Like after a week, I'm like, OK, like, what do I do with myself at this point? <laughs> like I can only wake up in the morning and drink champagne at 9 a.m. Like, oh, it so sounds terrible. So, <laughs> How do you do that for more than a week? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> But the routine there is fantastic. I mean, you, just, you have to love it. You go to breakfast in Greece. It's like 10 a.m. It's like they just are bringing you, you know, glass after glass of champagne. I did appreciate most hotels I've stayed at in Europe. 
you know, you're like at breakfast and you say, oh, I'd like a glass of champagne. It's not real champagne. It's like some sparkling from a different part of France or it's Prosecco or something else. I really appreciate it as a wine person. This hotel, I did not know this before going there, but I taste it. And, and as you now know, when I, my palate, I, I know what I'm drinking. I taste this and I said, holy shit, this is definitely real champagne. I didn't order anything in particular. I just said, bring me a glass of champagne. The hotel has partnered with a champagne house in Champagne, France, and they have their own champagne that's made, that serves the whole hotel, which was very cool. That's very cool. So um, their their house, you know, champagne or sparkling was actually really good. And then obviously I had plenty of How was, uh, I've heard, you know, a little bit about Greek coffees too. I mean, they- Oh, it's strong coffee. Oh, that stuff will keep you up. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I've mistakenly, I'm very caffeine sensitive. Uh, I've mistakenly had caffeinated, like real Greek coffee. It's it's super like robust. It's like rich, flavor. right? Yeah, it's like very rich. It's, but like it's a, not, is it like it, Turkish? So I was just going to say, so like Turkish coffee is like the most aggressive. Right. Right after that, though, would be Greek coffee. Turkish coffee is the, you know, the, the grinds are on the bottom. The bottom, right. yeah. yeah right. I've made the mistake. I'll never forget when we were, we went to the Maldives one year. And I flow through uh, Doha, Qatar. And uh, when I was in Doha, I got uh, like a Turkish coffee. And oh, I didn't know any better. Right. So here I am. I'm just <laughs> sipping this coffee. And I'm just going to lift the you know cup up to get the last drop. And holy <laughs> shit, it's like sludge. Yeah. Is it my it's like sand. It's that's literally right. like yeah. sand. I that's like right. couldn't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the furthest end. But Greek coffee's not far off right. in strength. Right. It, it'll, it'll keep yeah. you up. Awesome. So very much your speed, Rooster. That's great. <laughs> leaving tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) so boys we're coming in the last third here of the aging room quattro yeah no complaints i think it's pretty damn good any hints of like caramel caramel i'm still getting pretty good raisin deep raisin tiny hints of i can see that yeah you know i'm curious um you we mentioned the el senador before how does this compare to the El Senador in the last third? Because I think right now, I do think the last third is more satisfying to me than the EP Carrillo El Senador. I, As I, of right this I second. I think I have to agree with you. Yeah. yeah. I'm enjoying it more here. Yeah. It's smoother. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a very satisfying smoke all the way down. All very the way surprising. Down. Yeah. Totally surprising. Yeah. I'm shocked. Yeah. I think this is very good. I, I'm interested... You know, I, I, I would think that where I bought these, I think they've probably been sitting there a little for a little while. Um, I'm curious what they if we were to buy a fresh box that was made yesterday, you know, in, in dropped in the tobacconist yesterday, if they would taste the that, same. That wasn't placed in an aging room? That was not placed in an aging room. <laughs> yeah, I think this is uh, very, very good. So what do you guys think of the whistle pick? As we're it, coming down to it, we haven't been... It's pretty drinkable. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, not bad. No. I'm afraid to hear Grinder score yeah, on this he's, one. Yeah, he's uh, nodding his head. <laughs> <laughs> Bam, you ready to give it the uh, formal liquor rating? Sure. Uh, I will give it. it. I'll give it a seven. Okay. I think that's a respectable score for this, this spirit. Okay. Pagoda. Seven for sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm in the same camp as seven. There, there's, there's nothing great about this to me, but there's nothing offensive. It, it, it just checks enough yep, boxes. Exactly right. I agree. I'm with you. A seven. I was thinking that from the first sip. Um, hit me right as a seven. Yeah, I don't know if I would buy it. Um, I think it's fair at that price, but yeah. Um, grinder. Um, I'm giving it a six. I would have given it a five, but um, it's there's nothing bad about it. To previous points, I just don't like. I don't think I just. I just don't like this kind of whiskey that much. The composite lizard score, boys, is a six point eight. And that's also why, you know, Giz, when you were saying what you were, I, I think if you're someone who likes rye, you'll definitely like this. I, there's nothing offensive nothing. or wrong with this. Right. Um, I don't really seek out rye. So for me, if someone, if this was all someone had and I was smoking a cigar, would I have this with it? Sure. I, I, that would be fine. I wouldn't have a problem with it. But there's nothing that brings me back wanting to pick this bottle up again. Right, right. I do think it was a, a good pairing, though, with the cigar. I do, too. I, like, uh, it wasn't, it didn't uh, clash with the cigar for me. I thought it was perfectly fine. Agreed. So we're coming to the end here, boys, of the cigar. The Aging Room Quattro. Taking Espresso. It, taking it down. Taking it way down. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying it, man. I'm I curious what the score's going to end up like. Pagoda's done with his, I think. Is he? 
No, uh, okay. I have a cup. You're there. I have an inch. He's never done. I'm never done. <laughs> <laughs> you guys uh, ready to do the uh, formal lizard rating? Rooster, you're up. Um, I'm, I'm going to give it a nine. Wow. Whoa. Look at that. Look at that. I can't believe it's, it's this. A, it's a really good steak. It is really good. I mean, that I, could I'm be... considering the price point, and I'm yeah. smoking this all the way down. I really enjoyed it, and it's a cigar that you can enjoy any time of the day. Yeah. It's not overly powerful. It's got great notes. You know, it's like rich, woody, chocolatey. Yeah. Getting a little hints of uh, caramel. I mean, it's... That's, wow. It's Twice the score. I mean, I wanted to give like an eight point something, but I think it's, uh, it's, I'm like in between. So I'm like, all right, sure. Give it a nine. That is the most surprising score in 30 something episodes of the pod. But it's not shocking because of how surprising the cigar is tonight. Everything Rooster said, I agree with. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Grinder. I'm giving it a nine. And I think, I think I'm giving it a nine because I know I want a box of these. And I know I could, I've never smoked a cigar before. And I can see me myself smoking this uh, on a regular basis. I'm I'm having a difficult time because I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm going to give it an eight. I'm going to give it an eight. I don't think I. You're, I, you're prejudiced. No, I'm not because <laughs> yeah, because of the other cigars that I would rate a nine and have rated a nine. Um, I think that this one is just a step below that. I think it's a high eight, but it's an eight for me. Senator. You made this harder for me, kids. Because <laughs> I'm in between an eight and a nine, right? Yeah, I so, think a lot so of was, us so was I. Just... So was I. But but you know, to me, like for a new world stick, and for the price point, I mean, this just checks all the boxes. It's pretty damn good with and you. I, and with I, you. as I have two kids going into college, <laughs> <laughs> ah, your score is tainted. <laughs> Now, keeping all of that aside, and I think this... Yeah, when you have the flavor notes in this, you know this is exactly what Rooster would look for in a New World stick. Um, And I think I lean in exactly the same direction in the sense that I think I probably gave the El Senador a nine. You did. And I would put these both next to each other. I think there's a ton of merit in both cigars. Um, And I said this about the El Senador, and I'll say this about this cigar, you know, I feel like all of us for years have chased other New World cigars that smoke similar to Padron, similar flavor profile. We know we like that. And I think this does. Um, And the price point is outrageous. I think the construction, I think, is excellent. I think, you know, Grinder said earlier, like, you know, invisible seams. I mean, it's really, really well done. The burn razor sharp i mean some of us have had a you know inch or two of ash just hold on um and even in the final third which is always the decisive point in a cigar for us uh, there's nothing offensive here this is very good so i'm at a nine all right same here uh in fact uh you know uh senator and i we've discussed this before in a patron episode maybe um i've always found like and maybe because i've tried uh, different vitolas of the aging room, which I've always found to be slightly loosely packed. Um, for some reason, this is just just right. I think in the rub- in the robusto, I think it works really well. I have uh, really enjoyed this cigar from the very beginning, and uh, uh, really good flavors. Definitely a nine for me. Yeah, it's also a nine for me. Uh, I think it's worthy of that score. And for the listener, I think it's it's an absolute purchase. Definite recommend. Absolutely. Yeah. Composite Lizard score, boys, is an 8.8. Fantastic. So wow. I think that's perfect. Shocking. It's outstanding. Yeah. yeah. Very good cigar. Yeah. Strong recommend. Absolutely. I'm so glad we did this because I cannot say enough bad things about this in the <laughs> torpedo. I mean, it, it was all to the... I, I didn't enjoy that so much. I said I would never smoke another aging room and... You know, we're we're sort of we're forced to to give this a go, <laughs> and I'm really glad we did because I would absolutely smoke this again. Yeah, yeah. You know, the one thing I will say about this is that from the beginning, it it started for me the the journey through the cigar. It kind of picked up, you know, all the way through, and in the last third, to everybody's point, really held its own. It 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 really stayed strong through you know through the end. So. Yeah, my experience is a little different. I really had great flavor right from the get go. And I'm not talking. I'm not saying that it was bad flavor. I just think it, as the, the it picked up in strength mm. and got a little more full as it went sure, along, you sure. know. And it never got hot. 
Yeah, I, I, that's you know, true. I'm one. Of, I'm so I'm one of the. When I smoke a cigar, I invariably do not take it this low, ever. Look at you. And um, I can't help it. I yeah. just want more and more. Yeah. You want to get some of these. By the way, just uh, one more comment. You know, we were talking with AJ Fernandez earlier. You know, the Monte Cristo 1935, which we did, that was also collaborated with AJ. And oh, if you really right. think that's about right. the flavor profiles, they're very similar to this. I'm glad that you mentioned that cigar because I, I think it was actually a friend of ours. We were having this conversation at the lounge who uh, described, I think, with all the hype that that Monte Cristo 1935 uh, by AJ Fernandez was dubbed the Padron Killer, that that was meant to be oh. the most Padron-like cigar, and that is not. This is as close to a Padron as I think I've probably ever had. Yeah. yeah. For how much? I, I, you can find them anywhere between 8.5 bucks to 12 13 It's absurd. I mean, it's, it's great. great. It's absurd. Yeah. yeah. Great price on this cigar. Yeah, I love discovering a cigar like this. Yeah, it's and, great. you know, to Senator's point, we probably, I would probably have never tried this cigar had it not been for the pod. Yeah, and from, everything from the price point and availability makes it very approachable for many, many cigar guys. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I will definitely be picking some of these up. 100%. All right, boys. An 8.8 for the Aging Room Quattro Espressivo. And uh, awesome. Thanks so much. Grinder. thanks for the uh, whistle pick. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us, loungelizardspod, P-O-D, that's loungelizardspod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, at loungelizardspod. We really appreciate your time, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week.